0: Hello and welcome back to Polly Plus Amore Equals Us. Today is the second episode in our three-part mini-series about the book Sex at Dawn. Um, So basically, we're just going to continue the conversation right where we left off. So Mike and I recorded this entire conversation all in one go, and it ended up being almost two hours. (laughs) So we were like, okay, I guess we're going to split this up. But I mean, there was so much to say. Um, And the book is just so fascinating. So if you haven't read it, or if you're curious about it, then like, I can't recommend it enough. So I guess that's kind of it. Let's just hop right into the episode, Um, picking up right where we left off. But, so you haven't gotten to this part in the book yet because you haven't (laughs) finished it. But at the very end of the book, they talk about how swinging became a thing. And I didn't know the history of this. And again, I was like, wow, that is so beautiful. So swinging came about in, I think like during World War II, I think it was. Um, There were like the fighter pilots in World War II had like the highest mortality rate of like anybody. And so it was kind of like this known thing that, like, okay, when we go, when we go out, one out of every three of us isn't gonna make it back. That's huge. Yeah. Right? That yeah. is huge. And so what they started doing is they would have these parties where all of all of the men who were part of part of that like squadron or whatever um, and their wives, they would all come together and have these parties where everybody could sleep with everybody. And the idea was that knowing... Wow, I'm getting really emotional right now. <laughs> I was not expecting that. What
1: the heck? <laughs> that, one, that might be the most random one I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> um, I just think it's so beautiful because it's like... oh.
1: Yeah, there's something like uh, imminent death to focus your priorities. Well,
0: no, but really, it's because these men knew that, like, one of their brothers was about to die. And they knew that, like, it could be them. And they wanted their wives to be taken care of. And so the idea was that if everybody... Slept with each other and built these bonds that were so close that when that man died, it was okay because he knew that the other men who survived were going to take care and provide for his wife and his family. And those bonds were solidified because they had built these relationships yes, like intimate emotional relationships, but also physical. The physical helps bond us and i just i think that's so beautiful and i had no idea that like <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah okay i'll get it now
0: yeah i yeah. had no idea that that's how like swinging started um
1: yes yeah, that's, that's you know, fascinating. It was, like
0: through yeah through through the military with men knowing that they're gonna die and not be able to provide for their families like yeah. i just that's so beautiful But so it's like that idea, right? That like having these intimate relationships, emotionally intimate and also physically intimate relationships with other people bonds the community together. And that's the piece that's missing, right? Because yeah, we can have our little commune and everyone's in their own nuclear families and we all share and help out. But it really is that intimacy piece that, that really solidifies these social bonds, mm-hmm. and they and we've seen that throughout the book in the bonobos as well, for the exact same reason, and in all of the different, um, all of the different civilizations that they look at that still exist now that are hunter gatherer, it's the same thing. Those those physical relationships help solidify those bonds
1: mm-hmm. yeah and you know I think modern society nowadays like just from, from the stories and the the stats you know there's like a lack of of like human connection and intimacy yeah you know I remember they, they give a stat about like Japan because I guess it's the most probably like prevalent but there's like you know a, a really high suicide rate
0: mm-hmm.
1: amongst men because uh, and, and probably women too yeah just because of, like, they literally, like, work themselves to death. And, like, they just don't have, like, balance. They don't have, like, intimacy in their lives. Yeah. And so it's just work, work, work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I mean, that's definitely a cultural thing for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, this
1: is all a cultural thing. <laughs> yeah. I
0: mean, all of this is a cultural thing. <laughs>
1: yeah. But that's, like, kind of the extreme <clears throat> of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, not, like, straying so far from, like, what makes us happy and, you know, like, what makes us human.
0: Yeah.
1: It just has, like, such terrible side effects, like, on our mental well-being.
0: Yeah. Oh, and also in these other cultures, like in modern hunter gatherer cultures, there's like, it's crazy. There's like nobody, they're like, what is anxiety? What is depression? Yeah. What is cancer? Yeah. Like none of that stuff exists.
1: Oh, yeah. They, they did bring up those stats. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty remarkable. So heart disease.
0: Oh, sorry. <laughs> that was kind of <laughs> loud. That was a motorcycle.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's like no like pretty much all of the the prevalent diseases mm-hmm. in western culture just don't exist.
0: Exactly. They do not exist. Yeah. Because people are free to pursue pleasure in any way that they want and they also just are way they don't have stress because they know they're going to be taken care of by their community. Mhm. It's just I remember crazy. seeing
1: that I remember seeing that firsthand when I studied abroad in Nicaragua. That was, uh-huh. like, the first time I'd ever, like, witnessed something like that. Because, like, I ended up going to um, Bluefield. It's on the east coast of Nicaragua. And it's, like, a pretty poor area. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, we had to take – we took, like, a three-hour mule ride and, like, a two-hour boat ride. <laughs> Your
0: mule ride. And, yeah, I mean, <laughs>
1: it was, like – we were, like, out in the yeah. middle of the jungle.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? And so they had, like, <gasps> corrugated steel, like, little houses they had made
0: mm-hmm. and, like
1: – you know fences made with like carved tree trunks and like barbed wire so it was like it was pretty primitive but I remember just walking around and like each there was like relatively big households with like probably multi-generations of family Mm -hmm. and so they were pretty big and they each had like their own cattle and their own like farmland and like crops and whatnot Mm -hmm. like nothing huge but like I just remember walking around though and everyone was just so freaking happy yeah I was like oh my god like (laughs) I thought like my my like young naive, first impression was like, "All oh, these people must be so sad. They're so poor." Uh huh. But then walking around, I'm like, "All these dudes are just like so jacked because they've been doing physical work their whole life." Like, <laughs> yeah. I picked up. I <laughs> thought so I was strong. Jacked. I thought I was strong. I like went to pick up my suitcase, and this guy does it like no problem. Yeah. He's just been doing physical work his whole life. Yeah. I'm like, "Oh crap, okay." <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy's like got it. Got like next level strength because he's just been like working the land his whole life. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, they, they all just seemed so happy and they were so kind. And I was like, wow, like it, kind of like, you know, kind of shook me, like woke me up from like what I thought was happiness, I guess at the time. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just, I remember like that was, it was just so striking and just like so eye opening Yeah. to witness that firsthand.
0: And did you see like how the community was like, just that like everybody sort of took care of everybody?
1: Yeah. I mean, everyone, yeah, everyone took care of each other. I mean, so like. It's interesting, because it's it's almost like, you know, it's like the the dichotomy between, like, Mm -hmm. Western, highly, like, advanced technologically civilization versus, like, the primitive, like, communal-based civilization, right? They're, like, Mm -hmm. two extremes. Yeah. Because, like, the whole reason we were there was to help them build a schoolhouse, because they didn't have, like, enough resources. Like, they were living very, like, primitively and poorly, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but they were, like, very happy and content. Yeah. Because they had strong community, they all knew each other, they all took care of each other, but they were still, you know, they didn't have, like, a lot of clean water, and mm-hmm. so, like, they were, like, you know, there were a lot of threats to their health. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, like, interesting to to compare, <clears throat> like, kind of the two extremes, and then, I guess for me, just trying to figure out, like, my personal goals, like, figure out, like, where, where do I want to be amongst all of this.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So... Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely, it's it's thought-provoking. It makes you, like, kind of rethink yeah. everything you thought was, like, normal or right.
0: Mm-hmm. And they talk about, in the book, too, like, I forget which civilization it was, but, like, they they took some of the men and brought them back to, I don't know, England or somewhere. I don't remember where. And they were like, we're going to teach you how to be civilized. Oh, yeah. You know? And <laughs> so... These men lived in, I guess we're just going to stick with London for now. Um, like, lived in London, let's say, for, I think, a year? Yeah, it was a year. Yeah, for a year. And then were taken back to their own, um, word.
1: Oh, their own, like, civilization or
0: something? Yeah, tribe? yeah. I was like, wow. <laughs> I'm, like, blanking. Yeah. And so then... They were taken back and then given the choice of, okay, do you want to stay here, you know, where you're from, or do you want to, like, live out the rest of your life in London? And it was, like...
1: So they um, they were brought to London to, like, be taught the ways of civilized society and then bring it back to their civilization to teach them. Yes, yes.
0: Yeah. Oh, right. The idea was to teach. Yeah. You're right. was to teach their civilization. Yeah. And so they did. They brought them back and they were like, okay, great. Now you teach your people and we'll see you in like another year. Yeah. Or something like that. So like,
1: yeah. Teach them everything we taught you and like, then you'll be civilized.
0: Yeah. yeah. And so then, and so then they came back like, you know, a year or two later and everything was like still the same. Nothing had changed. Yeah. And so then they asked the, the men like, like, why didn't you teach them? Or like, don't don't you want to come back? Wasn't it better? And the men were like, No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. We don't want to live that way. They were like, You were so like like everything was so wrong with your culture and your society. They were like, We are happy where we are. And it was really funny, like, I oh I wonder I don't know where the quote is. But it was like, Yeah, here we have like I
1: remember, yeah.
0: Oh, you remember it?
1: It's uh yeah. Well, so essentially, like the the three men go back and like they try for like a very short time period, maybe like let's say like a week or two. Yeah. And they're like, this is just not working for us. So like they abandon everything within like a couple weeks. Yeah. And just went back to like their tribes ways because that's like what they knew. That's what made them happy. I found it. Oh, you did
0: Yeah. Um.
1: Some were like the little.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah. So they were asked, like, why, why, oh, yeah, why do you, don't you want to come back, like, to London or, like, live this way or whatever? And they say, why? Why work so hard when there are so many.
1: Mongongo? Mongongo.
0: Mongongo nuts in the world. Why stress over weeding the garden when there are plenty fish, plenty fruits, and plenty birdies? But, like,. <laughs> like I love that quote and they come back to that quote many times throughout the book because it's like so true they're like we came to London and everybody was so stressed out about their work and their job and like these all these crazy social things and like why why would we want to live that life and be so stressed out when we can live here and be happy and seek pleasure and live our lives the way we want to without judgment from other people and where there's so much like food and water and resources and you guys over there are fighting over resources all the time and hoarding your resources why would we ever want to live like that and yeah I read that and I was like yeah why are we living like that why are we doing this you know it's just yeah it's it's so it's so crazy and so exactly like they are so much happier than we are because they're they're living life in a way that is, isn't stressful but it's also because they're not they're not hoarding they're not living in these crazy capitalistic societies that you know teach you to just like work 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 and spend your money spend your money and all you know, and, and hoard your resources. And like, that's like the measure of success in our society right now is to like, how many resources can you get? Like, look at fucking the Amazon guy. What's his name? Jeff Bezos. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, how much is he worth? How many billions? Doesn't even matter. You could not spend that much money in like 10 lifetimes who needs billions upon billions of dollars? That is just hoarding resources. When you can share that and then everybody can be happy and live happy, fulfilling lives. Like, it just, it doesn't make sense, right? But, like, these societies, they know that. And they're like, yeah, y'all are stupid. There,
1: there are some attempts, like, in Western <laughs> culture to, like, you know... Enact some of these these beliefs and these values, and like sometimes I mean like yeah like charity or like yeah. it's like the the Bill Gates like foundation or like their initiative where you know they want like super wealthy people to donate like what eighty five percent or whatever of their wealth
0: mm-hmm or like the the guy who owned Patagonia, yeah, that is like the perfect example of how you take all of that wealth and redistribute it for people who need it. Yeah. But but all I'm saying is like that that's just not going to work when you're living in a society that that is teaching you that success equals like hoarding essentially, right? It's like, "Oh, the more the more money I get, the more power I get, you know, the more land I get, the bigger house, the better car, all of these things." and then like that's what makes me successful and i'm going to get all of these things and hold on to them for just myself while other people are suffering mm-hmm. that is success it's crazy
1: yeah i mean that's and it seems like it's just getting worse and worse yeah like in in modern society like the the uh what is it just like the income differential between mm-hmm. like the wealthiest and like the average yeah the poorest is like just getting higher and higher yeah so yeah it's just like hoarding amongst the wealthy for greed power control
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I mean whatever it may be yeah combination of those so yeah I mean it's it's fascinating because it's also like I mean in in my own life like I have I know I have I have like highly valued like accomplishment and efficiency and like achievement yeah like attainment of, of money. I've mm-hmm. never really been into, like, material goods. Just money.
0: Oh, I know. For, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, what's the point in having all the money if you're not going to spend it on things?
1: No, I, I That's mean, literally uh, the definition of hoarding. Oh, <laughs> well, for me, it's... No, it's experiences and, like, an no, opportunity. For me, well, it's like... Well, I
0: know. It's like... But if you're not going to spend it on anything. I don't mean material things. Yeah. I just... I just mean spend it on anything. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, I mean, as I've lived my adult life now I'm just like reevaluating all that, like, no, like what's truly important to me, like are my my friendships and my relationships and mm-hmm. like so, yeah, spending all my spare time just like pursuing like accomplishment and like the attainment of money. Yeah. Like, no, I, I need to find a better balance there. Yeah. And it's kind of like yeah, I mean that's why reading books like this where it's like, yeah, these are like this is where like we come from. This is like mm-hmm. what is normal for you know our species and like this is what made us happy and you know we were super healthy we never had really any of these diseases yeah i remember they were talking about um it's like a big part of the standard narrative was like that prehistoric men and women were like very brutish and like aggressive
0: oh yeah uh,
1: they were like three feet tall which is funny because they were like, yeah, super, they were like, like six feet tall. Malnutrition, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but they do the math. They're like, the average person was because there was a lot more infant mortality. Yeah. And so when you average out like
0: mm-hmm. the height of an
1: infant who died with like the average adult, it comes out to three feet. Yeah. But the average adult was like the same height that. Yeah, it was we really were. like. Same s- average height.
0: No, hi- higher than that. They were or like t- all, they were all like six feet.
1: I think, yeah, they said six feet. I mean, the average man is what, like five, eight? So yeah, a little bit five, taller. Nine. So, like, like relatively the same.
0: Mm.
1: But, yeah, a little bit taller.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because I think a a point I wanted to make earlier, but I I didn't bring it up at the time, was, like, there's, like, a huge difference between the chimpanzee and the bonobo. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? So, like, as you were saying, like, the chimpanzee was studied early on because there were a lot more chimpanzee groups that were easier to study and follow. Yeah. And so knowing that, you know, the chimpanzee and the humans descended from the same, like, ape ancestor. Mm Mm-hmm. They were literally just only comparing the chimpanzee and the human. Yeah. Saying like, oh, like our ancestors must be like highly aggressive. And
0: mm-hmm. even though
1: chimpanzees are n- are non-monogamous. Yeah. Right? But yeah. They're, they're very, they're very like power driven and power hungry. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, they're non-monogamous, but they have sex purely for like power and for for uh, like reproduction.
0: They, yeah. And they kind of like form like little gangs. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which is interesting, because you can definitely see those traits in, like, humans, uh-huh. right? The, the pursuit of power. It's all, like, a lot of male aggression, a lot of male fighting. Yeah. Territory wars.
0: But that happens because, like, because, like, when when a chimp, right, like, remi- if if this is wrong, tell me. But, right, wasn't it that, like, when chimps they would, like, mate with females, and then that female was theirs. And so they would have one male with multiple females. And so because there was limited... So then, like, the females become, like, this limited resource.
1: No, that's that's the gorilla. Ah, damn
0: yeah. it. Okay, that's yeah. the gorilla.
1: The gorilla has the harem.
0: Oh, that's right, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's, that's why, why their penises so are t- so yeah. tiny. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into that. But, yeah, so, you no, know, the
1: chimpanzees, like, it's, just, it's fascinating, because chimpanzees and the bonobos are... Practically opposites.
0: hmm
1: Right? And so the bonobo, on the other hand, there was a really small group of them in, I think in Africa somewhere. Yeah. And because, you know, there weren't as many of them and like, they just weren't well known. Yeah. They weren't studied earlier on.
0: Mm-hmm. And so it was
1: really only like the human chimpanzee comparison. But once the bonobos were discovered. Yes. They're like the exact opposite. Yeah. They're very kind, like very like, very like coordinated and like mm-hmm. complex social structure. Yeah. Like mul- you know, multiple male, multiple female relationships, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I mean, it's just like they're they're almost like the. Uh, I mean, I don't I don't know. There there might be like other things that like they, they didn't quite discuss in the book, but they kind of yeah. make the bonobo seem like, you know, this like this very like, I don't know, like prime example of a species almost. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, well, but they are. They're like they are the prime example of how living in a non-monogamous community can work. They are like literally the perfect example. Mm-hmm. And they are also the most closely related to us humans. So it makes sense, it's like look, they're literally like the living example of what we could be if we wanted it, Yeah. you know?
1: But I mean, yeah, I guess I see like in, in humans you, you see like all of the traits of the chimpanzee and the bonobo. Yeah. Like the the bonobos more like altruistic, like group oriented. Mhm. Like almost like, you know, this is like one big happy family and we're all in it together kind of yeah. thing.
0: Mhm.
1: Whereas like the chimps are like, oh, like it's all about me and my pursuit of power. Like why like the men are like so stressed out. Mm-hmm. Like the male chim- chimpanzees are like always stressed and like erratic. Yeah. Cuz they're like it's it's all about power struggles.
0: Yeah.
1: And so it's just fascinating to like like mm-hmm. that and both of those extremes exist in in humankind. It's yeah. just like those battles are just so much more complex because we have so much more complex minds.
0: Yeah, and but also like look at so like Western society has sort of like turned into the chimpanzees, and then these modern hunter-gatherer societies are like living the bonobo lifestyle.
1: Yeah, like hell yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's kind of what it's turned into.
1: Yeah. It, yeah, it really has. hmm And the things that make people happy, like, within Western culture are, are more just of returning to, like, the bonobo, the hunter-gatherer. Yeah. Like, communal, open lifestyle.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's fascinating.
0: It's so fascinating. Um,
1: but none of that was really, like, none of this that's really been talked about. Until, like, no. recently, until, like, mm-hmm. this book, until, like, these authors, like, reviewed all of this research. Yeah. And, like, kind of pieced well, it all together and was like, oh, this this isn't the story that we've been told, like, yeah. th- through these, like, you know, evolutionary last, psychologists. like, 200,
0: 300 years. Yeah.
1: Like, the evidence doesn't really support that. Like, they were yeah. trying to, like, form-fit the evidence into what they believed, mm-hmm. as opposed to letting the evidence tell them what... what
0: what's that called again? Um, confirmation co- bias? Yeah. Confirmation yeah. bias. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, the, the research with the bonobos, I think, didn't start until like the 80s or the 90s even, you know? So that, that research is super new when you think about all the other research that's been available. And so I think that's also why. But also like the standard narrative has been around for so long and it's been accepted that like people don't even realize like, it's just ingrained in them now. It's, like, mm-hmm. ingrained in us, and we're taught it, and we're like, yeah, that makes sense, because, like, that's what we see. But, like, this new information just hasn't really, I don't know, been disseminated, yeah. I guess. Or, I know, like, it
1: really, it's ingrained in all of,
0: all of our movies, society. TVs, mm-hmm.
1: podcasts now, and, and, like, any, like, in all of our stories. It's yeah. been so ingrained Yeah. for so long. But, you know, I think... With, you know with books and with tv shows and, and new podcasts coming out like there's a lot of you know rethinking of all of that
0: yeah yeah and exactly. what,
1: what really is standard what is normal
0: yeah well and that's exactly what this book is looking at yeah what is normal what what was it like for our ancestors thousands of years ago and are we still living in a way that's like in alignment with like our true nature Mm -hmm. i guess you know and that's what i think is so interesting and so after reading this book it's like whoa we have strayed so far away from what should be or could be considered natural for us yeah you know
1: yeah yeah it's funny because like they flip some things on their head and and, like Mm. like the writers are and the authors are like really clever and like humorous yeah but yeah, they flip a lot of things on their head. They're like, oh, if you know, if our ancestors like grew up in these like, you know, more open like multi relationship settings, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's more human to be like, like promiscuous, yeah. where people would think that's like, you know, animalistic or like,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: like a lower like civilized form. Yeah, but that's like more human than animal.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it's just it's natural. It is a natural thing that comes up in us. Anything that naturally happens within our bodies is not a bad thing. But, like, that's, like, where religion has come in and taught us that, like, you know, so many religions are, like, sex is bad. Don't do it. And, like, we've been punished. I love, one of the things they say is that, like, for, like, 2,000 years now, religions have been punishing people through, like, stoning or even through death. We're having sex, like, outside of marriages or outside the bounds of whatever the religion deems appropriate. So if this has been happening for 2,000 years, if monogamy is natural, then why for 2,000 years have people been dying for having sex with other people? You know what I mean? It's like, if this was natural, we wouldn't need to be punished by death to conform to it you know or to like follow the rules yeah and that's the thing that it's like oh yeah duh like that doesn't make any sense yeah.
1: or it's <laughs> like yeah if monogamy was was how our was so natural for
0: us yeah why is it so fucking hard for us yeah to live that way
1: yeah it's like yeah why is it so stressful why are we always like competing or like why are we always like suppressing <clears throat> urges and desires like yeah if we had really been living this relationship form for like thousands of years if not longer like shouldn't we have evolved and adapted yes by now (laughs) exactly to be able to like not be stressed out or like
0: exactly worried about it if you know that having sex with somebody other than your partner means you could possibly die and you still do it yeah hello oh
1: yeah oh yeah they say that and like also like politicians and like
0: you know people who
1: have like so much on the line like why are they yeah why why are are they still having affairs why
0: are they still doing it if it's so natural to be monogamous
1: yeah
0: it makes no sense
1: yeah because then you're literally doing like a harmful thing to yourself
0: yeah You know what the consequences are. You know it's going to be bad, and yet you still do it. And you're stepping outside
1: the bounds of, like, your normal desire. So it's like... Yeah. That's like, you know... People take the path of least resistance, not of, like, most resistance. Exactly. That would be the path of most resistance. Yeah. Going against your nature and doing something to, like, destroy your reputation.
0: Yeah. And yet, it happens (laughs) all the time. Yeah. So crazy. All right. That is it for this episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we clearly had a lot of fun with this one and the next one we get into penis size and orgasms. Uh, it's really freaking great. And it's definitely like the most fun I think we've had with any episode. I mean, we have a lot of fun in most episodes, but this next one is definitely one of the best. So yeah, if you've been liking these episodes, like, let us know, you know, shoot me a message on Instagram and tell me like, you know, if you've been feeling this or if you're like, nah, this isn't interesting. Um, But I highly doubt you would think that. Um, Yeah, and if you've been enjoying it, as always, please rate and review the podcast. It really means a lot to us um, and does so much for the show. All right. I think that's it for this week and stick around for the last part of the series.